Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about the illusion of security. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. Hey, good morning. It is the day after Cinco de Mayo. I got home yesterday, and I'm talking to Steve right now, and I realized in, in Allison and I's recording, we didn't even acknowledge Cinco de Mayo. It's just, just, just uh, not a good look. So happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody that celebrated yesterday. I had two margaritas, one in the morning and then one in the evening. So it's pretty spaced it out. So today we are talking about the illusion of security, which is timely with everything going on in the market. And this is this is a I'm going to do a side note for a second. I well, I'll come back to this because this is a point that'll make a lot of sense after I explain it. So let's 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 talk about what the definition of illusion is. I looked it up. An illusion is a thing that is or is likely to be wrongly perceived or interpreted by the senses, meaning like your senses fool you. So, uh, you know, I'm going to give an example. So every, I'm sure everybody in the world at this point has watched one of the, everybody in the world that has kids or grandkids that they uh, love and adore and spend time with uh, has heard about uh, Encanto, the movie Encanto. I think it's one of the best Disney movies, you know, uh, ever made because there's, there's, Tons and tons of hidden gems of, of of wisdom and knowledge and truth embedded in the movie, right? But one of the, one of the interpretations, one of the many interpretations I took was, you know, um, uh, is this right? So you so you have the abuela who believed that their power, right, the family's power, came from their magical gifts, right? She believed that's what kept the home together, that's what kept the magic, and when the illusion began to break down, uh, visualized by the house breaking down, uh, and all their hopes, goals, wishes, aspirations breaking down, um, the thing that ended up fixing the house and getting it rebuilt was a fresh perspective, i.e. Mirabelle, right? An open mind mixed with imagination, which was Bruno, right? If you didn't catch it, Bruno was imagination. You know, imagination used wrong, uh, through fear, which Abuela's fear was, you know, it was her reaction to losing Abuelo, her husband, right? And she passed that fear on to the next generation. And that fear created the cracks in the first place and, you know, caused through imagination, the power. We'll get into that. Um, but the fresh perspective, Mirabelle, um, through love, right, with imagination, created a new outlook for the future. And love rebuilt the home not that they didn't use magic the second time to rebuild the home right everybody came together through love and harmony to rebuild the home and rebuilt the village through love which was the real power the whole time anyway so that that was uh a and i uh, you know i'm a nerd on this kind of stuff so i make sure i point this out to my kids and they roll their eyes but they will appreciate it as they get older you know but 
But, um, you know, love in that instance was uh, what provided security, you know, not the power. And so why does the mind fall, 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 you know, and this is going to apply to investing, I promise. But why does the mind um, fall for illusions? Well, the mind falls for illusions when it's looking for shortcuts, right? So Abuela uh, trying to deal with the pain of losing her husband, right? She wanted the shortcut, you know, she wanted the easy way out of the pain, um, which was, you know, to, you know, she let fear take hold of her and fear seek shortcuts, right? Versus, versus she could, you could translate shortcuts into lies, right? Versus if she stayed in love, she would have saw truth and realized that the power was not in the magic. The power was in love and, uh, uh, in harmony, right? And so let's, how does this apply to investing, right? Well, the people, people do not, make money in investing and or lose their wealth in investing for really two main reasons, greed and fear, okay? So greed is a desire to get rich quick, right? Or a shortcut out of their current financial circumstances that they don't love, they don't like, they probably hate because uh, they're vibrating wrong in fear. And so they say, oh man, I read about these people who bought some Dogecoin uh, and I don't really understand crypto. I don't understand how this stuff works. I have no long-term thesis for crypto finance. I don't want to put it in the 50 hours or 100 hours to learn this stuff. I just want to get rich quick. And so this online forum said buy Doge. I'm going to buy Doge or I'm going to keep buying everything that I see on these online forums until I get rich and buy my lotto ticket, right? I call it lotto ticket thinking, which is a poverty mindset rooted in fear, right? Which allows you to attract and shoot and, 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 and attract and seek shortcuts and so so you know so greed really is fear too right but but you also have just straight up fear right and that's kind of that's kind of going on in the market right now if you saw the market yesterday it was terrible um but fear is uh when you when you fear loss right so even though investors right and and i'm going to credit my clients in a second because my clients are beautiful i got no emails Yesterday, no phone calls, right? And my every every day, every week, my clients are uh, uh, getting stronger in their mindset around investing, which is not which is not a mistake or, or not an accident. But um, and, and I'll explain that in a second. But you know, most people, if you if you if you if you talk to them and you ask you ask a regular person, "Hey, is cash a long term investment?" They'll say, "No," right? That's a terrible long-term investment. And then you ask them, does diversification work to protect your long-term capital? And if you break it down, right, most people have heard that, hey, spread your money in a bunch of different places, right? If you if your portfolio owns, you know, uh, 10,000 stocks, bonds, some cash, some some gold, some crypto, so you're spread out, you might have some real estate in your home. If you're spread out, um, then over the long term, you're as protected as you can be, right? Because if all that goes to zero, then there's no banks. Like you have no way to earn an income because everything's like gone. So that's the best way you can protect yourself. So they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense, right? And then you then they'll understand, you know, asset allocation or the way to make real long term returns is not timing not timing in the market or selecting uh, the best investment. It is, hey, you know. Uh, you know, bonds earn more than cash. Stocks earn more than bonds, right? Uh, innovation stocks or stocks that are changing the world grow faster than regular stocks, right? Bitcoin and crypto, 
grow faster than everything else. So once you understand the different asset classes and how that works, then you just decide how, you know, I want to diversify, but how much of my portfolio is dominated by which asset class is, is dictated by my time frame, my risk tolerance, and how much of how much volatility or uncertainty I can deal with, right? And so asset allocation, if you want to make a lot of money, it's it's tougher to select who's going to win out of Cash App and Robinhood, right? You know, but uh, if you want to increase your return, it's easier to just say, hey, I'm going to allocate 50% of my portfolio to innovation in crypto and then wait. You know, that's way easier than select selection and timing, right? Because selection and timing is like trying to draft LeBron James in the draft. I mean, sure, you can do it, but probability is super low. Um, and so they'll, you explain it and they'll go, oh, yeah, I understand that, right? They'll also understand that it takes, you know, discipline, faith in the future, long term. And but what will end up happening is they'll say, yeah, 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 I understand it. And like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Right. And so they get hit with that fear and it, it consumes them. It takes them over and they begin looking for shortcuts and the shortcuts show up by saying, oh, maybe we should go to cash. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's the same one. Maybe we should go to cash and wait this thing out. OK. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. It never works out because how do you know when to get back in? Right. And if everything I just told and if you just said everything that I just told you works, diversification works, that's allocation works. Cash is a long term investment or a, a terrible long term investment and just wait it out because the fluctuations in the short term is just the collective mind believing in illusion. Right. Stay with truth. So I'm going to finish it by, you know, where does security come from? I just said it. Truth. Right. Understanding truth. But there's a difference between I'm a, I, and I have to pull this up because. It's super important in the context of this conversation. Uh, I did an Instagram post. If you don't follow, if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, ask Philip is my handle. I do my best to every single day post something inspirational, aspirational to help your mindset. Which a lot of folks are going. That doesn't have anything to do with investing. It has everything to do with investing because if your mind isn't right, your money's not going to be right. And that's my point of what I'm telling you. So here, here's my point. Here's my qu- quote: We don't truly understand anything. Until we believe it, a lot of people know successful investing requires a long-term outlook. Very few people believe it. This is why the small, this is why there's a small group of believers that have all the money. It's not, it's not inside information. It's, it's, it's not saying, oh yeah, I've memorized knowledge. You know, asset allocation. If you, if you say you understand it, but you don't express it in your life, that means you don't believe it. That means you don't know it. You know, knowing is not memorizing information. Knowing is expressing. And so the way that you know it or you learn to believe it is like daily affirmation, auto-suggestion. So, you know, listen. To, <laughs> I, put the po- I put content out there all the time. Listen to my content. Listen to things that make sense to you, that feel good in your soul and listen to it every single day. A book I talk about all the time, Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth by Nick Murray. Great book to read, right? Find these truths about investing and Suggest them to yourself over and over and over and over again until you bypass your conscious and put it into your subconscious. Read stories of great investors to confirm what I'm telling you. You're going to find that all the great investors were patient long term. You don't find any great long term investor that was a uh, day trader, right? If you really understand the story, Um, accountability, right? Uh, Find somebody who's going to help you stay accountable to those truths. Uh, whether it be a friend, 
a mentor or a wealth manager. And he, and here's where it goes to the story about, and I'll wrap it up with this. You know, I had a conversation yesterday with uh, with, the, with with Rob from the podcast. Like we were talking about just life and brunch. It was single to mine. We, so I had a margarita with, with in the morning. And, um, and I said, Rob, you know, what people pay me for as a wealth manager is to borrow my energy. I said, because the market today, like the NASDAQ dropped something like, at one point, NASDAQ was down like 8% in the day. You know, the S&P was down like four. It was just a terrible day. And I was like, um, and I was like, I said, and Rob, I'm telling you, I will, and this was in the morning time. I said, I'm telling you, I will not get a email or call from a worried client at all. I got like 140 clients. I was like, I'm not going to get an email or call at all. I said, you know why? I said, because my mind is stronger. You know, I've worked myself through meditation and all that kind of stuff to not even allow that thought in my universe so it's not going to transfer to my clients. And and he he said something to the effect of, yeah, and you have just really long-term clients. I say, well, no. Nah. I say, if you take my clients and you put them with a different advisor, they're going to react differently because they're going to feed off the energy of who they choose to put their trust and faith in. Meaning, you know, uh, if, you know, when I'm in a leadership role, uh, whether it be as a father or as a CEO, right, my, my, my boys, my kids feed off my energy, right? If I'm not vibrating right, then my kids express that in their life, which means like not good behavior, all that kind of stuff. And so as a father, my job over and above giving them lessons, teaching them lessons is if, if I if I manage my energy properly, then they have no choice but to express my belief in their action. And that's the same thing as a good wealth manager. You, A good wealth manager through their energy, right? I'm paid for my energy. Like the the, the small percentage I charge for my clients is them paying for my energy that will allow them to stick with their plan, stick with their portfolio, not be worried, not allow fear and greed to have them make bad decisions in the future and destroy their long-term um, success, right? This is, this is why when you, look, when, you, when you read about Warren Buffett and, and you look at his investment process, it's very simple, right? He understands the long-term trend and he gives his money to good managers, right? He, you know, he, and I, and just read the book. He finds a manager that has that good energy and he says, oh, this person has the quote unquote golden touch, right? This person has it in them. And so if I give them my money, uh, then they're going to attract all good things because they are vibrating appropriately, right? And that's the, that's the good, that's the value of a wealth manager because all the other stuff, you know, uh, is you already know, I just, I just explained the main points of being a successful investor. So um, I, I hope this helps. I think this is an episode that you probably want to like put on. I have like a, a, a podcast of podcasts to listen to over and over and over again to affirm and train my brain on good thoughts. Uh, and this may sound super egotistical, but this one is good. I would put that into your rotation if you don't have one, because this is the key to successful investing, period. Hope y'all have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You know, love and appreciate everything you do for the families out there in the world. Have a good one. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. 
That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.